Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things stupid, spooky, and displeasing. Um, we are back with the final installment of the Cleveland Kidnappings. I know that's been a rough couple episodes. I hope that those palate cleansers have been helping you. <laughs> uh, they I didn't know. help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we recorded the first two parts yesterday. And we were not feeling good. It's not fun to be locked in a room, just the two of us talking about such a horrific case. But then we did, we took our own little palate cleanser and went and got all you can eat sushi. Oh my God, it was so good. If we would have paid regular price, we would have spent $300. Mm -hmm. Just on sushi. Just on the sushi. Because we also got appetizers and desserts and things. But the place that we went to, you just play, you paid 28 bucks. And then we got to order whatever Best we wanted. Best $28 it was, I've ever spent. Oh, my God. And it came out on, like, that huge wooden boat. Yeah. Oh that's usually, gosh. like, when you spend 150 on, like, one. Like, I've yeah. seen those boats, but only when you spend, like, a certain amount of oh money. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was awesome. It was very nice. It was so good. Just to let you know, you said the intro backwards. <laughs> I thought that I did. <laughs> that's okay. Also really tired. I When I got here Friday, I slept for 12 hours. And then last night... I left the party that we were at early because I was so tired. I had a headache, so I slept for, like, another 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. She's been sleeping a lot. But that's because someone got drunk on a Thursday. <laughs> it was with my mom and my sister. No, I've also just had such a busy few weeks because we were yeah. at homecoming, and then I flew to Baltimore. Yeah. It has been pretty hectic. <clears throat> and I was thinking, I was like, oh, at least this weekend I can sleep, but... Logan's coming into town, and I have to go pick him up at Midway at 9 p.m. and then drive the three hours back. Why doesn't he drive? He doesn't have a car. No. <laughs> oh. Why doesn't he guess, drive your car? Yes, he could. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he will. I don't know. And then I always, whenever I pick him up from the airport, I always say, like, okay, you can drive, and I'm going to fall asleep, but then I'm too excited, so I can't Aww. sleep. I know. Okay, so we left off last week um, with the cockroach plane russian roulette with them and just the psychological torture that they went to mm-hmm. um but this is gonna be our brighter episode so i'm gonna right. start with what i call the beginning of the end mm-hmm. and the beginning of the end in my opinion was jocelyn being born okay so obviously amanda started to get more privileges since she had a child with him and he thought that they were a happy little family Gross. But all of the girls were able to start getting more privileges once Jocelyn turned two or was like around two. Yeah. Because Jocelyn started to notice that the women were chained up 24 7. Right. Because remember, they were always chained up around their waist. But once Jocelyn started to notice that the cockroach, like, quote unquote, loved her so much that he didn't want her to have to see something like that. So the women didn't have to be chained up during the day anymore. And they started to be able to move around the house more freely. Oh. Um, and this was when Amanda and Gina and Michelle could really start to be around each other more. Because remember, he's trying to pit them against each other. Um, Amanda is by herself in her room. And right. she can hear Gina and Michelle together. But in this time, um, Amanda and Gina started to get really close. Michelle and them were not as close, but 
remember Michelle was the one who was like the punching bag. So I think yeah. she was just so like in such a worse place than the other girls. And Amanda was yeah. always getting special privileges um, because she had Jocelyn. And then Gina's kind of left alone more because she's younger and then she's just kind of like the maid. But right. Michelle was the one who had to be raped up to five times a day. And whenever he would get mad, he would physically take it out on right. her. Well, and Michelle was a caregiver her whole life. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it makes sense that she wasn't super close to Amanda and Gina because they're like babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're young. So that makes sense. Yeah. And so once they weren't chained anymore, Gina and Michelle actually decided that they wanted to start like an exercise routine. I don't know if you read that in the book. Mm-mm. I don't remember who's, if it was in Gina's book or if it was in Michelle's book. Um, but yeah, once they weren't chained around their waist anymore, they started to do like jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups and stuff so that they could. They were so skinny. I know. Well, <clears throat> that's where... Um, and kind of went downhill because Michelle was the one who was abused the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michelle actually had to stop the workout routines because she was fed like the very least and right. the most. So she started to lose her energy. You're telling me that one McDonald's sandwich doesn't give you enough energy during the day. I know. <laughs> or like one McDonald's sandwich every other day. Yeah. Or yeah. like she's eating like the scraps of other people. Like she was yep. just fed. Like they were all fed. A tiny amount, but Michelle especially, because anytime that he got mad, he took it out mm-hmm. on her. She said in the book that, like, she could start to feel her ribs, mm-hmm. and he would constantly have to tighten her chains because they would just keep falling yep. off. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every few weeks, he'd yeah. tighten them. And so this was when the girls started to kind of investigate around the house more, and they were trying to figure out a plan of how to escape, um, but they are just, like, so terrified mm-hmm. because he had done the trust exercises so many times so even though he would like he started to get more forgetful mm-hmm. in the last two years so he would um like run errands quickly and not lock their bedroom doors and things like that so like right. he would only be gone for 10-15 minutes at a time but he would seemingly right. forget um he also in the last two years started talking over and over about when it was all over or when he got caught. Really? Mm-hmm. He was convinced, like, he knew so, that something was going to happen. So, Jocelyn was born in, was it 2006? Yes. So, they had been locked up for, well, Michelle had been locked up. For about eight years, eight, nine years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just trying to get my. Yes. Can you imagine like how long I met, I knew Cody. Yeah, when I got married is how mm-hmm. long that like and they captivity. have been locked up for this for mm-hmm. for just up until Jocelyn yeah. was born. Yep, and then they still had, and then Jocelyn was born, and then they were still in there for six more years. That's ridiculous. I know. I can't. I I don't even know how you function. I know. Afterwards, I know. Um, but then, so remember, he also would give them money. Mm-hmm. A lot of times after he would sexually assault them. He would also give them money um, for doing housework, especially Gina. And when he would give them the money in the last couple of years, he would say, make sure that you save this because you'll need it when you get out. That's really weird. I know. And then sometimes he would let the girls spend their money. On what? So one time Gina got Chipotle. Like. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another time. 
Gina, she, he let her look at um, like a catalog mm-hmm. and she saw some sundresses. And so she um, convinced Ariel, convinced the cockroach to order them all sundresses. Oh. So all the girls got new dresses. And then she says like, well, he can't do anything right. So of course he ordered us the wrong size. But they some they got access to like sewing kits. So mm-hmm. then Gina altered all the dresses that they would fit them and then used the extra fabric to make like headbands and bracelets and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so she bought them all new outfits with her earnings. It's super, super sweet. With her <sighs> with her earnings. That's with her so earnings, gross. I should, I know. No, <gasps> I with the money that was yeah. literally thrown at yeah. them. D- didn't you say that um she picked out a dress for Michelle? She picked out uh, she got three dresses, one for her, one for Michelle, and one for Amanda. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. She saved up her money. She did. Um, he also started to get more lax with what he would buy for the girls because he would never buy them clothes or anything like that. He would never buy any anything for women, like any like women type things. Yeah, he put them in his kids' clothes. Yeah. Or his own clothes, like his own like super dirty oh, nasty clothes. Gross. Um, and then when Jocelyn was born, mm-hmm. when she was up for so long, it was because she wouldn't latch. So Jocelyn actually went for about three days without eating because she wouldn't latch and he wouldn't go buy formula. And oh he Oh my goodness. And he also wouldn't buy her clothes or diapers. So he would make makeshift diapers out of his socks and out of his handkerchiefs and stuff. Did she have, like, UTIs and yeast infections I, all the time? I don't know. There's not very much information yeah. about Jocelyn, I mean, obviously. that makes sense. But. Um, yeah, so that was, like, back when she was first born. But in mm-hmm. the last couple of years when he started to get more lax, um, like, he was obviously buying stuff for Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. He also threw Jocelyn a party and went and bought decorations and everything for her birthday. And then this was when he started to go to church and he would always take Jocelyn with him. And this was when Gina and Amanda said that Sundays were his bathing day. Gross. Mm-hmm. Can you so, imagine how bad he smelled on Saturdays? I know. So, yeah. But then he would scold the girls if they got too dirty. He would also buy Amanda some makeup and jewelry so that she could look nice for him. Because remember, they're a little family. Um, he also... Was taking Jocelyn out of the house. He, Jocelyn went over to his mom's house all the time and knew her. Um, He let Jocelyn meet his own children and he would always tell everyone that it was his girlfriend's daughter. But I guess his kids, like after spending more and more time with Jocelyn, were like, this girl looks exactly like you. Oh my God. I've never seen a picture of Jocelyn. Yeah, no. Because she, yeah, she's still a minor. Um, But yeah, so some people started to think that it was actually his kid, but I mean, like, it didn't really raise any red flags because they're just like, okay, like, you had but a... this supposed girlfriend never came around? Yeah, that too. I'd Which, be like, what the heck is going on? I know. Um, well, we'll get into Ariel Castro's kids later. Um, so, yeah, so he started to get more and more lax. Um, and I don't know if it was kind of like a Jim Jones situation where he, like knew that he was going to get caught, so he started to go, like, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you said he got paranoid. Yeah, he did. Get, he got really paranoid after uh, paranoid after Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, but on May 6th, 2013, 
was when he made his biggest mistake. So that day, the girls are all in their rooms, and Jocelyn is playing downstairs, and she comes up and tells Amanda that she can't find Daddy anymore. And Amanda didn't think anything that of it. That made my stomach turn. I know. Sorry. I know that she calls him Daddy. Yeah. Um, And Amanda didn't think anything of it because their bedroom doors weren't locked. And anytime that he would leave, he would lock their bedroom doors. And so since the door wasn't locked, right. she thought, well, he has to just be here somewhere or he's going to be back in just a minute. But more and more time goes on and Jocelyn keeps on looking around the house saying she can't find him any like anywhere mm-hmm. and his car is gone. Oh. And so Amanda like starts thinking this might be the time that I can. Like I can actually try to escape. But she was too scared and then she thought of her sisters, she said. Oh. And she thought this could be her chance to see her sisters. Yeah. So she uh, made Jocelyn come with her. She went to the door, and the big door inside was unlocked. She opened it, and there's a screen door there that she didn't know existed um, mm-hmm. that was chained closed, but she was able to move the screen door a little bit and wave her hand out. Yeah. Um, And as she was waving her hand and calling for help, a man saw her, and a man came over to try to help her, and then this older woman who was also walking down the street went no no don't help that girl what mm-hmm. and then she's she's saying i'm amanda berry i'm amanda berry i've been locked in this house for 11 years you need to come help me and when the man went to go take a step towards her the woman said no that's not amanda berry amanda berry's dead <gasps> so they didn't help her oh my goodness but then another neighbor named uh angel cordero ran over mm-hmm. but he um couldn't speak any english oh. or he like spoke very little english right so he didn't really know what to do <clears throat> but luckily there was another neighbor charles ramsey um who could speak english ran over when he heard her say that it was amanda berry um and she said that she was kept in the house against her will and that she had her baby with her which jocelyn was six at the time um and so the six. door oh i know God. I know, just imagine, she's supposed to be in kindergarten, but instead she's been locked in a house for her whole life. Um, So they couldn't get the door open, so Ramsey and Cordero kicked a hole through the bottom of it, like through the screen door, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. and Amanda came out carrying her daughter. She was in a jumpsuit, a white tank top, and she had rings and mascara on. Um, she went over to the Spanish-speaking neighbor's house, because it was right next to them, and wanted to call 911 and they invited her inside but the lights were all the way on inside the house Mm -hmm. and it scared her so she wouldn't enter a house so she went and stood right in the middle of the street oh my i know so that she could call 911 and she said help me i'm amanda berry i've been kidnapped and missing for 10 years i'm here i'm free now and then the 911 officer asked her if she needed police or an ambulance. And she said, I need police. I'm Amanda Berry. Mm-hmm. And the 911 responder said, okay, the police are on their way. And so Amanda's trying to talk to her and trying to explain her situation. Yeah. More like she's given her the address that she's at. She gave them her kidnapper's name and everything. And the 911 operator just goes, okay, yeah, talk to the police when they get there. Okay, yeah, talk to the police when they get there. And then hung up on her. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So luckily he was reprimanded really badly for this. Good. Because you should never hang up with someone until exactly. the first responders are actually right. there. Um, he also didn't take her seriously because I'm assuming like he didn't think that she was actually Amanda Berry. So he was very blase. With How purple. many prank calls come into 911? I know. That these people do not have faith. I know. Oh, so Can bad. you imagine if he would have came back and like, you know how like Dahmer uh, mm-hmm. got away with um, getting caught with the police mm-hmm. and then he was like, oh, this is just my boyfriend, yep. blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine? I know. If he would have come back, they exactly. would have been, I bet Michelle would have died. Yeah, that is exactly what she was thinking was going mm-hmm. to happen. Um, so when the officers got there, they had to crawl through the broken bottom of the front door. Mm-hmm. They, they, they didn't even take any time to try to break it down. Oh, like they awesome. just wanted to get in there. So they went into the house with guns drawn and they're calling out for anyone. And at this time, Gina and Michelle are upstairs. And mm-hmm. when they heard the banging on the door, their first thought was, oh no, I'm getting robbed. Oh, but then right after that, they're like, well, who the hell would want to break into this house? Well, I mean, he does lock uh, his gate after his car is pulled yeah. in because it's mm-hmm. a bad it's neighborhood. It's such a bad neighborhood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, then once they started hearing footsteps downstairs, they got really scared and mm-hmm. they decided to hide. Yeah. Um, but then when the officers came upstairs and they were announcing themselves, then Michelle mm-hmm. realized that like they were actually going to be saved um yeah because they thought it was him playing yeah, a, a prank at exactly first, doing a trust exercise yes. at first um but they could hear like they heard multiple different voices and they heard their radios oh so yeah michelle realized that it was actually happening she ran out and leapt into the arms of an officer repeating you saved me you saved me and when she told the officers her name and they recognized her the officer started crying with her because oh. he had been looking for her and he found her. Oh. Yeah. So this meant a lot to the community and to all the officers because they were all working these cases. They yeah. were all trying to help find them. But I mean, after this long. I'm shocked they were trying to find Michelle. I know. Which, because they did. I hate they said it, that but... she was dead, but yeah. But. <clears throat> well, they said that she ran away. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you think, like, after all this time, it's not going to be a happy ending when you find them. But oh, right. But they were able to find them alive. alive. hmm Um, And then Gina came out also. Um, And then they were all put in an ambulance together, and they're all talking, like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. And Gina and Michelle turned to Amanda, and they're like, did you do this? And she said, yes. She said, I had to take my chance. And then Gina said... He's going to be so mad. It's the one he trusted the most that betrayed him. And then they all laughed in the ambulance I love together. It. Beautiful. <laughs> um, all of the women and Jocelyn were taken to the Metro Health Medical Center and were reunited with their families. When oh. Gina's mom came in, Gina's 24 at this time. And oh, my God. She's 24. I right. Know. Um, and when her mom entered the room... She said, Mommy, do you still make mashed potatoes and fried chicken and corn? Oh, my goodness, my heart. Because she just wanted to be with her mom and eat her mom's cooking. I know. They were all released from the hospital the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michelle did have to later return. And it's unspecified mm-hmm. what the reasons were. But, I mean, we know that she was abused the most. Yeah. <clears throat> um, on the same day... 
The cockroach was pulled over by police and arrested in a parking lot because they were able to give his full name and they were found in his house. Mm -hmm. Um, He was accompanied by his brother, O'Neill, who was also arrested at that time, but actually for unrelated offenses. Really? I don't know what those are. So I'm assuming he had like drugs or like a gun on him. Yeah. (laughs) So then he was able to be arrested also. Um, And then their third brother, Pedro, was there. Mm -hmm. So when it was released that Ariel Castro was arrested with two other like male suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, journalists thought that all three brothers right. were in on it. So then it was being published that it was like the Castro brothers did these kidnappings when it first came out in 2013. Ugh. So I hope that his brothers weren't like good, innocent people. Um, actually, I know that one of them, Pedro, I'm assuming was not that bad of a person because he had actually interviewed Gina's mom because he worked for a local newspaper and he wrote an article about Gina's disappearance. Oh my goodness. And it was his own brother who had taken her. Yeah. Um, But while he was in custody, he did insist that his brothers were not involved in his crimes at all. Um, He confessed kind of how he confessed in that note that he had written Mm -hmm. where he was recognizing that he did do something wrong but deflecting all responsibility from himself he was saying that he was a victim because um he was sexually assaulted and abused and all of that really Mm -hmm. and then he also again was saying that it was the women's fault because they got into his vehicle and trash human being oh and he blamed law enforcement for their poor work on finding the girls wow so just not trying to take any responsibility whatsoever. It That's just, ridiculous. I was going to also uh, bring up, do you know that he, so Michelle's super allergic to something. I don't know what it is. Is mustard. Oh, yeah. Mustard. I didn't talk about yeah. that. So that was actually another thing that happened with Jocelyn. Oh, really? Do you remember this? No, I just know that, like, Michelle almost died. Yes. Okay, so that happened. Jocelyn um, and him went to a like carnival or fair or something Mm -hmm. and they came home and he had three hot dogs and he said jocelyn wanted to bring something home for you guys so you better eat them because i paid for them so gina and amanda of course like scarfed them down they're starving right but when michelle was given hers it had mustard all over it and Mm -hmm. she was really allergic to mustard and she had already had a super super bad allergic reaction to it right so she tried to say no i can't eat it because it has mustard on i'm going to die right and he just was like no i paid for it. you have to eat it so she tried to wipe it off on her shirt and stuff um but she couldn't get all off so she ate it she started having an allergic reaction i'm not sure like what the specifics were yeah but for three or four days she oh my was, goodness. Yeah, she was doing really, really bad, and Gina had to, like, nurse her back to health. Right. But it basically just had to run its course. <clears throat> run its course? Like, an allergic reaction I know. I don't know course. how that run, like, how it could run its course, but yeah, she didn't die, luckily. Right. But yeah, she did almost. Um. So, two days after his arrest, he was charged with four counts of kidnapping and three counts of rape, but by June 7th, this was upgraded to a total of... 329 counts of various crimes. Good. 329. Um, His lawyers encouraged him to take a plea deal so that he could avoid the death penalty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was then sentenced to life in prison without parole plus 1,000 years. Love it. The plea deal also required the demolition of his house. Oh. Yeah. So. That's smart. A month into his sentence, because he's a piece of shit, he hung himself in a cell. Yeah, because he's a pussy. Yep. So he. Sorry, Grandma, for saying that, but it's true. It's This is the one time that it's admissible. <laughs> I would say a lot worse yeah. if I could. he's just he's just a trash human being is and to hang yourself after what he did to these Mm -hmm. girls what i hope he's rotting in hell i hope that hell is real specifically for him Mm -hmm. and others but right now we're talking about him yes um just as a precaution, they did search his property, mm-hmm. um, collecting evidence, obviously, before it was demolished. Right. But they also had a cadaver dog come in. Um, but luckily, mm-hmm. there were no human remains discovered. So everyone that he had kidnapped um, was found alive, which was amazing. I Yeah, I thought that he might have uh, kidnapped someone before them because of how easily he did it. Mm-hmm. Well, and he also knew with Michelle, he knew that he could kidnap her because he knew her circumstances. So yeah, he it was just all found, crime of passion. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had also, he also admitted, so in that month, um, he did do interviews. Um, so he admitted to stalking the girls before he kidnapped them. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. He also admitted that he didn't actually want to kidnap Gina. What? He didn't want to kidnap Gina because she was so close to um, his daughter. He had been watching another girl at their school that looked like Gina. So he thought that it was that girl that was at the payphone with his daughter. And then once he took her, he realized that it was Gina, but it was too late. He couldn't let her go. Do you believe that? I do because I think he's stupid. (laughs) He also, I kind of also believe it because he didn't rape her for so long. And when he, that's true. And the first time that he did, he put a cardboard box above her head and she wasn't raped as much as the other girls. Right. She was just like his living maid. Yeah. For his gross house. Yeah. Um. So for some lasting effects, Gina and Michelle suffered long term injuries like muscle damage and hearing loss that required them extensive therapy. Um, Amanda was treated better than them, we know, so she didn't have, like, that she's reported have right. any um, lasting pictures. And someone who was on the police force said there is a reason why you see more pictures of Amanda following the girl's rescue than of Gina and Michelle because Gina and Michelle just look so much worse than Amanda really yes oh my goodness well after what was it eight months mm-hmm. michelle couldn't even like recognize herself in the yep. in the mirror so i can't imagine after 11 years mm-hmm. um they also had damage to their hair follicles because he would leave them for long periods of time duct taped um and then when he would take the duct tape off he would just rip their hairs off yeah um, and then because of the stress positions that he would leave them in where they'd be like tied to the bed or chained up, um, they had bed sores 
Mm-hmm. Um, they had neck problems from all the restraints. They have, they like at the time they had difficulty moving their heads fully, like having a full range of motion. Um, I bet they did not give two shits about any of that because they were free. Oh my God, for real. I'm not saying that like they didn't want to get that fixed, but can you just imagine like if I was in the hospital right after that, I'd be like, I really don't care. Yeah. Like, I'll go to therapy every it's fine. day. I know. <laughs> Um, okay, so one of the other lasting effects I want to talk about was Ariel Castro's wife, and she's sometimes called the forgotten victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would tell the girls that all of this was his wife's fault because she had left him and she had taken his family. But his wife's boyfriend actually came out and um, told the media that he also used to keep his wife chained up in the basement. No. Yeah. Would keep her chained up in the basement and would beat her horribly. He also um, tried to kick her in the stomach when she got pregnant also. How and many kids did they have together? Sorry. I just know about Emily and the one. three. Okay. Because I know that he has the two daughters and he has, um, and I know that he had one son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me find the article about his daughter too. Did you hear what happened with his daughter? You sent something to me. She yeah. did something gross. Yes. So, remember his daughter, Emily, his older daughter, Emily? Mm-hmm. In 2008, so while the girls were still mm-hmm. being kept captive, um, she was convicted in Indiana of trying to kill her 11-month-old baby because she slashed her neck four times. For what reason? I don't know. Well, be- after she slit her daughter's throat, she also slit her own throat. Honestly, good if you're going to slit a kid's throat. Yeah. Um, But paramedics were called and they survived but she had to go to jail (laughs) so a monster raised a monster that is crazy i know it's super bad honestly if i was beaten like that i guess i don't know because i was i was not in the situation but if i was his ex-wife there's no way in hell my kids were ever going to talk to him again oh i know I'd move so far away. I know. I cannot be- I don't know what, like, the custody arrangement was, but, yeah, they still saw him. And that was the reason why the girls had to move to the basement mm-hmm. was so that the kids could come over and they were asking to see their old bedrooms. Yeah, and he put them in, like I said, he put them in his, in their clothes. Mm-hmm. I was looking at pictures. It's in Michelle's book of, like, inside the house. Yeah. That's so bad. It's gross. Um, but today, so this, um, is a quote from Michelle on the nine year anniversary of her being freed. So 2022, um, she said that when she's not working with rescue animals, she travels across the country and visits women organizations where she speaks with domestic and child abuse survivors. Um, Amanda did an interview in April of 2022 And she's been hosting a segment on missing people for Fox since 2017. Oh, that's awesome. It's called Missing with Amanda Berry. And it highlights missing people cases and urges people to call Cleveland Police Department with any information. Um, So she Mm -hmm. mostly reports on people that are missing in Cleveland. 
Um, in 2020, she partnered with U.S. Marshals for Operation Safety Net, and this operation has located 35 missing children. Whoa. And according to U.S. Marshal Pete Elliott, the main reason behind the operation being so successful was because of Amanda. Oh, that's awesome. I know. He told Good Morning America... She is a great example for Cleveland, Ohio, where you fight and you never quit. That's what she does. And um, Amanda added, I definitely hope that they know that miracles can happen. No. Um, and Gina, since she's been home, she is a lot more private than the other girls and yeah. isn't out in public as much. But she does share her story in hopes of inspiring others. Um, in March of 2022, she spoke at an Amber Alert conference that was held in um, Independence, Ohio, because remember, she, there wasn't an Amber Alert for her right away. Right. So while at this conference, Gina got a chance to speak with Beth Holloway, whose daughter Natalie went missing in Aruba in 2005. And Gina says, quote, I know... Her story, she's still missing, and it's somewhat taking me back to when I used to see old interviews of my parents. So I know it's kind of rough, but I hope that one day she comes home like I did. Um, and she dedicates most of her time to helping people who have missing loved ones. In 2018, she opened up the Cleveland Family Center for Missing Children and Adults, and her headquarters is actually right around the corner from where she was held. Wow. And she says... I feel like, why should I run from Cleveland? If I can't do it here, why would I be able to do it somewhere else? And mm -hmm. if I can do it here, especially on West 25th and Seymour, right where I was being held captive, if I can be on that street, then so can everyone else. And she encourages people to reach out to her organization if they need any help. That's awesome. I know. So that is the story of the Cleveland kidnappings. Uh, not that I want to talk to about him more, but um, I just remembered he said that he wished he would have gotten to John Benet Ramsey first. Did you see that? No. And he like would like make like weird sexual remarks about Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Ew, he's a yeah. piece of shit. He is. And he's a coward who hung himself so he didn't serve. Yep. Any time longer than a month. But yeah, all of the girls are out and are thriving. Thriving. I'm assuming that Jocelyn also is, except she's still a minor, so there's no information about her. But she's with Amanda, and Amanda is thriving. People ask Amanda all the time if she like how she can look at Jocelyn because mm -hmm. he she looks like the Roach, mm -hmm. but she says like it doesn't even bother her because she's hers like, yes and and I think like the symbol that she is for the girls like mm -hmm. she definitely like shed a light to Absolutely. their situation I'm not sure if her name is still Jocelyn Jade um but when she was being held captive she always called Jocelyn Jocelyn Jade Barry yeah I love it yeah she's hers so that is their story definitely go um read their books if you guys want to they are a little bit rough but I mean we know that it does have a happy ending and that they're successful today their books yeah. are really good mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard to read don't get me wrong yeah but. but we know how they end now 
Yes. Well, thank you guys for sticking with us for yes. three thank episodes. You. I know of that, that was a doozy. But we had a happy ending. Yes, that's true. Yeah, we don't even need a palate cleanser for this one because it ended well. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can follow us anywhere that you get your podcast. You can leave us a review anywhere that you get your podcast. Um, send us a message on Facebook or follow us at Aesthetically Displeasing. You can follow us on Instagram at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod, or you can email us if you want to on um, at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at gmail.com. All right. Talk to you guys next time. Stay spooky. <laughs>